Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to another very special episode of South of the Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucas Mueller. Who wants to say hi to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. Do you feel that energy, guys? Do you feel it? Because this is only, what, our third one of the season? Fourth, sir. Fourth. Fourth. Oh, look at that. The uh, the optimist showing you, Lucas Mueller. I appreciate that. Our boys defended our turf at Lambeau. 23 to 20 over the Los Angeles Chargers. Kind of looking like the San Diego Chargers of old, right? You got all these superstars on offense, all these superstars on defense, and somehow you still manage to look like a 2014 Packers NFC title game and just find every way to shoot yourself in the foot. Shout out to the sun. I will say that. Shout out to the sun. I Probably mean, our best defender on the day. You talk about home field advantage, baby. That was definitely. Do they a, not? Do they not have sun in L.A.? I'm I, pretty sure they do. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that L.A. would be is a, a thought of a place that is much sunnier than Green Bay. But they acted like they'd never seen it before. I mean, I'm just so happy that we played this game on Sunday, not Thursday or Monday. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, boy. Bit of a reach. But a little bit, little I, but bit. I mean, so would have been anyone who would have picked us to win this game based on actual X's and O's as opposed to just the phenomenon that is charging, <laughs> which it's a real thing. We, I'm glad we brought this up last week in our kind of preview <laughs> yep. of this game. It's like, I don't know how this team loses. Justin Herbert is so good, right? Oh, yeah. Austin Eckler's awesome. Keenan Allen's awesome. They have some awesome people on defense. And they just, they, they always find entertaining ways to lose. We said it's like the same team as when we were kids. Yep. Right? I, I have a, a buddy that I work with um, who's an immigrant, and he started watching football in like 2013. So I was trying to explain, and I'm like, okay, his name's Kofi. I was like, Kofi, like, these are all the dudes now. These are all the dudes then. And like, it's the same thing all over again. <laughs> it really is. It's wild. But thankfully, our boys came home with the W. Amen. Well, I guess they stayed home. At the they w. did. They did. But we found a team that finally made more mistakes than us. Yeah, that was the key to victory, honestly. And I wish we could play the Chargers every week, but unfortunately, that's not how the schedule works. That would be great. Which is something that I'm sure of. And speaking of me being sure. Oh, boy. Oh, let's go, let's go into I think and I know, baby. What a segue. Oh, there we go. All right. So I know. We all need to be feeling real good. For a few reasons. First off, don't look don't look now. But we are the number eight seed in the NFC playoffs, and we released Down Lovett. And with the injuries to the running back room, guess who is back? Guess who is back? The folk hero himself, Patrick Taylor, has returned to us at the turn of the tide. He is. He he has returned. Number twenty seven on your programs, but number one in your heart. Did you hear how we found out? No. Oh, please tell me. I'm so excited. I love when we do stuff like this, and my reaction it's, is it's, genuine. It's great. So it was the Patriots' bye week, right? And he's a he was a practice squad player in the Patriots. And I don't know if they have to show up to the games or not. Different teams have different rules. Anyways, he was sitting on his couch watching the Packer game. He got the call at halftime. What? <laughs> <laughs> Did both of our boys go down in the first half? Is that yeah. why? Oh, yeah. heavens. I mean, we always talk. Like You hear people... Like NFL people talking about, oh, yeah, we have scouts and we have people working yep. in 47 different countries and doing stuff all the time. But that's a real example of it. That's like, like <laughs> so who was the person that got on the phone in the middle of a game of a close game was like, hey, bring our boy Patrick, bring him home, bring him home. Like, who's that person making the call? That's that's phenomenal. When I heard that, I was like, whoo, that's awesome. Did you get any indication as to his reaction to being called back? Like, I feel like he would be happy to be. He was back happy. Again. He seemed okay. happy. Plus, he gets more money this way. So, because if you take someone off someone else's practice squad, I think it's you have to roster them on the fifty-three for three weeks. Yes, and I was just gonna bring that up. So we got the folk hero for yeah. a very important run. And I know that on this show, you know, we talked about like originally like our first few episodes. You know, back in the day, we were like, all right. Patrick Taylor is kind of a Tyler Lancaster, Dean Lowry on defense. Or, right. I mean, it's on offense, but I'm saying yeah. like, you, you know. You really do much. You really do much. You got like two yards of carry at most. But then you're seeing him on special teams. You're seeing him running people over. Like yeah, He was good early this year. I liked him a lot. The physicality that he was described to us by broadcasters, we've been seeing in the past year and a half. He is a sure blocker. I would expect to see him, especially third and long situations, which is where our offense is comfortable. 
Apparently. Yeah, he actually, he, um, I don't know if you remember what game it was. Maybe it was the Saints game. It was when Aaron Jones went down the first time, the first of like 12 times this year. And we did not have A.J. Dillon in, in the two-minute drill. We yeah. had Patrick Taylor. And I, I thought you were going to go way back, but if you remember that Dolphins game last year, I don't remember the play. I think, no, no, I remember. Thank you, Devin's memory. It was the Mercedes Lewis play where oh, Rodgers yeah. has to scramble out and Patrick Taylor saves his life yep. with a depleting block. So I might have been a little sarcastic and overly excited about, you know, down level being gone and Patrick Taylor being back. But this is now a veteran player who knows the scheme, who is a locker room guy. And it's a nice little piece that we can feel better about this running back room after it's been so devastated by injuries. That's a good way to put it. And we've got James Robinson back on the practice squad. Which it, Rockford's own, James Robinson. Rockford's own, sure. I'll, I'll take that positivity. I'm going to say chances are better than a coin flip that he's going to be active for Thursday. It's, it's either going to be... So, I, Aaron Jones, there's no way he's going to be back this week. Right? Nor should he be. Um, Wilson, Emmanuel Wilson, won't be back this week. Especially a short week, no chance. So we got Patrick Taylor, AJ Dillon. We're, we got to go in with three of them, right? Well, and even that Josiah person who doesn't really play anymore. He played he, one snap. Even he's hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and he's hurt. So, so you just need other like backs and move people you can have. You have to have three. So it's either going to be James Robinson or Ellis Merriweather. Just give it to James Robinson. Like, come on, let's see what the kid can do, right? Like, he's been a name in the NFL. True. I was going to say, if you want to see what the kid can do, you would think that the young. Ellis okay. Merriweather. Plus, what a name, by the way. Ellis Merriweather. That's phenomenal. I wish it was like Mayweather. Like that a boxer? Is that his name? Mayweather? I mean, Merriweather yeah, feels pretty Thanksgiving-y. Ellis Merriweather. Like, that's some, like, old colonial name. Mm, yeah, Ellis. He was probably like a yeah. town elder in a past life. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, the water's gone bad. We must talk to Ellis. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> All right. So it's my turn, right? Yes, that's how the show works. Okay. Thank you for joining. <laughs> You're welcome. I know, coming in hot. Oh, it's my boy. That I was spot on with my Jaden Reed comparisons. Because that dude is a dude, right? I know coming out of college, right? He's kind of a weird, played outside, didn't play slot, contested catch guy, quick, fast, all that kind of thing. And a lot of people are like, oh, he's just, he's Randall Cop, right? He's not Randall Cop. He's got a different skill set than Randall Cop. The name I brought up was pre-losing his marbles Antonio Brown and young Antonio Brown, right, when he was like a punt returner and yes. stuff, a very good one. And this game, his kind of coming out party, made me just even stronger in that conviction. Like, he, he's a dude, and I see a lot of A.B.'s young game in him, and I, I'm so excited for it. I am so happy, I'm so happy that you brought up Jaden Reed. And there are no cop comparisons because I want to jump on this train and have this be a big discussion on our show today. Coming off of, you know, that the 2013, 2014 era, right? Like right when we drafted Randall Cobb, you know, there was, it was the heyday of the OG gadget players from receiver. You had, we had Josh Cribbs, we had Percy, Percy Harvin, and we even pick, picked him up like right after Percy and Harvin. Sproles and all those guys. Yeah. And I didn't really see it. I remember dra- when we drafted him, like a typical Devin move, apparently. I was like, like why would we do that? And you were, were all about it. You thought he was going to be, you know, Mr. Gadget, Inspector yep. Gadget. Also, Correct. great movie from the 90s. If you haven't seen it, Phenomenal. Go, Phenomenal. go back. I just made your day. You're welcome. Regardless, Randall Cobb, we like flirted with him in the backfield sometimes. Yeah, there was a couple of years where we had a lot of injuries and he was in the backfield. But I feel like when we look back at Randall Cobb's tenure, what do I think of? I think of good route running and sure hands on got to have it third downs, which he was wonderful at, but he was not the true gadget player. No, his job was essentially to destroy the Bears every year. That too. Break their hearts. (laughs) You're welcome, Bear fans. There are things called tissues for those tears that you're feeling right now. Luke is not sorry, and neither am I. Jaden Reed is the gadget player. Jaden Reed is the first, like, Packer receiver skills person, whatever, that if you're doing a Madden team, you're trying not to have Packers, that's one where you're like, no, I gotta I got have him. Like I, I need Jaden Reed because he is yep. that much fun to use. We we saw it in this game, we put him in so many different spots. I mean, we even had the the fake tush push we where, did. where we gave it to him like a fullback and it didn't work, but like 
I love it. I, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I love it. It was so exciting. It was I, so great to see. We had him in in pony packages yeah. where he was the running back too. <laughs> like, don't I love it. Don't tell me what Jade Reed can't do. I just want to hear the much longer list of what he can do about what Jaden Reed can do. And he, uh, this stat is a week or two old, I believe, but had, it's only gotten better. He is second in the league in thirty yard receptions to Tyreek Hill. He's insane. So, a little fun fact about Jaden Reed is he was clocked at like a 4.47 or something, 40, which, like, that's moving, right? That's pretty quick. The Packers allegedly, at his pro day, had him as like a 4.33 guy. That's more than quick. That is an absolute burner in the NFL. So they knew from the fact, from the jump, that he was a much better athlete than he tested at the combine, which is, that's incredible, right? And good job scouting department because you clearly hit on something there. Yeah, that man is is just next level, and the energy and the intensity he plays with, and I know it's like you know stupid stuff that I like, but I love seeing when someone else's teammate does something, and Jaden Reed is one of the first guys to go like celebrate, and if it's Musgrave, he'll go like jump on him because Luke Musgrave is a skyscraper compared to him. <laughs> it's stuff like that. All right, your turn. Your turn. Or are we moving on? Uh, I I had forgotten my second one. And the second one was probably the most I've been excited for, and I think or I know in a while. So oh, wow. I'm very thankful I remember. Okay, good, because I do have a second one, so already ready to go. And this one is so up of the alley of our friendship in this show. I know. Are we going to talk about random fullbacks, ter- linebackers turned fullbacks of the 2000s? Very close, <laughs> but once I start, you're going to know. It's okay. my I know, but you're going to know. Okay. I know that over this show... And over recent years of being Packer fans, you know, Luke and I have discussed several times the arrow route by a tight end. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. a simple, yep. you usually do it in 21 personnel when you have two tight ends, usually a combination with curls, and you just you just send them. I think the route, and, and Luke, maybe you would know as someone who played wide receiver, you can maybe use your expert yeah. experience. But from my eyes, it looks like you're just supposed to, you know, Kind of take an angle one or two yards off the line of scrimmage yeah, out to the two sideline. Y- two yards is the max depth. Two yeah. yards is the max depth. You know how many times have we seen this thrown to Andrew Corliss? Jimmy Graham, good God. Jimmy Graham. And most of the time, these guys Richard Rogers. get tackled after two yards, exactly. They catch the ball and done. Well, this Sunday, we saw something a little different because, uh, well, Tucker, I don't know if you heard, he's crafty. Good God. And our boy, Tucker Kraft, catches it, not only outruns the defender to get like 15 yards, but then he hurdles the defender and nearly stayed in bounds for what have been, what, a 40-yard touchdown? Something like 45 that. 45-yard touchdown? I don't even care that he was out of bounds. That was one of the most unremarkable plays, or sorry, remarkable plays I have ever seen as a Packers fan. But especially because it's it's like linked memories, right? Like we have seen that little pass go for mm-hmm. two or three yards. Even this year with Musgrave, to be fair. And then he goes like the first down. I was like, "What?" And then he hurdles and I showed up from the couch. And I was like, "Oh my, what, what, what?" You're what? allowed to do that. What? What is this yards after catch we're talking about? Absolutely amazing. And when was the last time we saw a Packer hurdle someone? Much less the what fifth round draft pick rookie tight end, fourth round, uh, third. Was he only third? third? Okay, but still, that's insane. I mean, Tucker Craft we knew was the possession blocking receiver, but that sort of athleticism didn't know it was in the wheelhouse. Take it away. Okay, so I did. Um, it was very interesting when I was breaking down, uh, and you can go back and listen to some of our, our dra- pre-draft and post-draft, because I believe I, Tucker Craft is one of the guys I looked at pre-draft as well, and he went to South Dakota State. Much worse competition, right? Small FCS school, but they're powerhouse in the FCS. It's where Goddard's from. It's where a lot of top-end talent has come from to the NFL, at least as far as the FCS. Is I was going to say, as as far as the FCS, because there's a school like Alabama and Georgia. Yes, Luke, that's why I like, but they are, they are the Alabama of the FCS. Yes, okay? it was just important that you include that in, that's all. And there... He was called Baby Gronk, essentially. He was like a little Gronk. Like, he would just destroy defenses, running through them, running over them, whatever, right? He does not have top flight speed like Musgrave does. He's a little shorter than Musgrave. He's like an inch shorter or something like that. 
He's not quite as fast, not quite as agile. But what he does have, and he had it in college, and I was curious if it was going to translate into the pros, and he hasn't had any opportunity until this week pretty much to do much with it. He has that ability that not many players have, and especially at the tight end position, just the natural feel for how to not get tackled, which sounds ridiculous, but Musgrave is like a magnet to tackles. Yes, right? and to the ground, as and you to the ground. ruined for me. Correct. There, I, there are very few players in the NFL that can slip tackles, can just kind of, like that hurdle, it wasn't even a full hurdle, which actually makes me happier about it, because we've seen people try to do full hurdles. It's always a bad idea. It was like a half hurdle stiff arm situation. It's a feel. Yeah, it's a feel for the game. It's a feel for where the defender's going. It's a feel for how can I stay upright while this guy's hurtling at me. It's a pretty rare skill, especially at tight end. Mm -hmm. Kelsey is phenomenal at it, especially slightly younger Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey, he, like for instance, you have no idea why Travis Kelsey's open and gets as many yards and touchdowns as he does, right? But it's because he has such an incredible feel for the game. And then after the catch, he just like weaves around people, right? Kind of reminds me of Dontavian Wicks. We'll we'll get to him. Don't I just, worry. I just want to tease that <laughs> little little weave, little like ah, you you almost got me, but not quite, right? It's an ability to make the defender not have a straight up angle on you, right? And that's something that Tucker Craft has, and he's very strong. I mean, he is definitely like big country kid, strong type of thing. Whole different ball game from Musgrave. And I was so excited for that play. I was going nuts. So like that's everything that he can be, right? And if you pair that, and he's not going to do that every play, obviously. That's not how the NFL works. But if you compare that with the seam-splitting ability of Musgrave, oh, my God. Lethal. Absolutely lethal. I mean, this is going to sound bad on multiple levels, but I'm getting visions of, like, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Like no, I mean you can say that on the field. On is the field, fine. on the field, and, and if they it, don't match up one to one, right? Necessarily. Uh, no, I actually think that's a beautiful wise. comparison. I mean, Musgrave needs to bulk up a little bit and learn how to balance, but that's that's really not a bad comp for ceilings, and that would be wonderful. I mean, when they had those two, like their receivers were nothing. I feel like they were putting out Aaron Dobson out there. Yeah, you needed nobody because they were such matchup problems. Totally. But yeah, so I was so excited that Tucker Craft finally got to do something. Um, and yeah, I, I knew it was in there. I mean, there's always the question of, is it going to translate to bigger, stronger, faster people? Uh, yeah, because they're playing insurance agents out there. And essentially. D3, whatever yeah. it is. But it did. It did. Beautiful. <sighs> Amazing. All right, but I know that it is not your turn because that it was is. mine. Do you have another one? Mm-hmm. Is that in your wheelhouse? Yeah. So you just brought him up. I think that Dontavian Wicks is kind of what I wanted Romeo to be this year. Okay. So coming into the season, right, we talked a lot about Romeo's the possession receiver. He's great on ins and slants and all that kind of stuff. And who's the guy actually catching all those balls, it feels like? Who's the guy who's just magically wide open in the middle of the field just time after time? That guy who was supposed to be really slow and not good. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I, I don't. Just talked about a feel thing. Dontavian Wicks has just like an otherworldly feel for a rookie against his own coverage. And they talked about it in the some of the pregame stuff. I was on the way home from Wisconsin um, leading up to this game. So I was listening to the pregame, to the Wisconsin pregame. And something they brought up is how Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs don't have quite the feel for zone coverage yet. That they struggle a little bit with that. Lafleur's talked about how we're seeing a lot more zone coverage than we kind of expected, or we did last year. That's part of why Reed and Wicks are playing so well. They have a natural feel for zone coverage that the other two don't. And that's part of why Dontavian Wicks is just wide open in the middle of the field. It feels like every play. No, I would totally agree with that. Honestly, when I was rewatching the game today, I felt like. And we can get more into this later, a little teaser again. But I felt like in this game, especially on offense, if we would have given everybody a role, you know, possession receiver, deep threat, slot guy, gadget, whatever, I feel like everyone kind of fit their role. We we did see Rome Dubs make some nice catches, I believe. Oh, absolutely. He's he, he's still a good player. He finished five of fifty three, 
ten six and a touchdown that and that touchdown we'll get to later was honestly I think one of the best plays of his career. Yeah. Absolutely the evolution of Romeo Dobbs. Loved it. So I still see him being that possession receiver, but Romeo Dobbs, like I don't know if he carries a wand on the field and he says like like a go away spell. You mean Dontavian Wicks? What did I say? Romeo Dobbs. Sorry, I was just I was on my <laughs> Romeo train. My bad. You know, the love is real with Romeo and Jordan and Valentine. It's just, there's just too much going on. In my there heart. is. I understand. Too much in my heart right now. Dontavian Wicks. I don't know if he just has a restraining order from linebackers and defensive backs, but like if if you either wear glasses and weren't or don't wear glasses and were for the like entire Packer games. And you could just like barely see, you know, colors. So on a passing play, when the ball is going towards someone, you could make out who is wide open. You know what I mean? Like you could just see someone's wide open, but you couldn't see the jersey like who it was, or the yeah. build every time it's on Tavian Wicks. And like teams now, this isn't week one anymore where people don't know who he was. People know who he is. Mm-hmm. And Christian Watson did have a better game, but we're he's still not that deep threat that we thought he was going to be. So there's no excuse. There's no excuse for somebody being this wide open in this offense. But damn it, don't make sense, don't matter, but he's doing it. He is absolutely doing it. And then when he catches the ball... He's an actual threat after the catch. Just as I compared him to last week, he is Baba Yaga. He is the Wicker Man. It looks like you killed his dog because he is going to punish you for your sins. And that's really... This is the the second long play he had, right, about just being strong at the point of catch. Right, because he had that his touchdown, his touchdown early in the year was kind of the same thing where you thought he was tackled and all of a sudden he wasn't, and then he ran for the touchdown. This was a similar thing. Like he's just, it's a it's a feel thing still. He's a strong guy, clearly. Oh yeah, and, Hard. and he he showed a little more burst than even potentially I thought he had there. He was kind of running away from people. Burst, there. wiggle. I mean, when you go three for ninety one, isn't the sexiest stat line? And you think like, oh, like there was like a sixty yard. His average. 30.3 his long was 35 and on some of like on at least one of them I could think of the top of my head you can probably confirm you know he's catching like a 30 yard in yeah and <laughs> there's no one within 10 yards of him right like yeah what how does that happen and and Don Tavian again I'm sorry man should be I I'm sorry because you you are it. And I'm sorry I didn't believe in you, but every time you do something, I'm like, you know what, man? I don't even care how much Luke, how much Luke is going to give me shit. Like, I'm so happy you're producing. God bless you. All right, let's move on. I have some slight more thoughts on the receiving core, but I will save those. All right, you know what? We're, we're going to do this whole in reverse. Oh, God. Because we're going to start on offense, and you know what we're going to start with first? Because I always want to cut him out for some reason, even though I love him. We're starting with Jordan. Okay. Of course we are. This is just yet another game where we are reminded, folks, in life that love wins, that love can have adversity, but love will prevail. All right, we're off the soapbox. Anyways, speaking of love winning, first time in what, a year? Packers quarterback goes for over 300 yards. That's a almost, big deal. Almost two years. Yeah, right? it's December of 21. Jordan ends up 27 to 40, 322, 8.1 average, two touchdowns, no picks, was sacked three times, but it's not necessarily his fault. Um, I, w- I was pretty happy with him. Again, you see him stepping under the pocket making throws with anticipation into space. I would say overall good ball security when there was pressure in his face. I think he yeah. might have had one fumble that bounced yeah, he had one. That bounced right into, I want to say it's Elton Jenkins' hands. But regardless, I mean, I love when the camera pans to him because he's just calm, cool, and collective. I mean, honestly, I, I think about like when I'm at work sometimes, and I'm like, all right, let me just like, let me have some more Jordan love in me. You know, like no matter what shit's hitting the fan, I know it's a little different being a nurse and like watching your NFL quarterback, but like just the calm demeanor, he's even keeled. Then he gets excited when something goes good, but like he's he's never panicked. I mean, we had the ball again late, down by what, four? Mm-hmm. Um and and we had left points on the board, right? Like he had driven the offense down, we had missed a field goal, we missed extra point, so our our point production necessarily wasn't due to his poor play. But then he let us right down the field and punched it in, and there was no hesitation from him whatsoever. You know, he's thrown like a field general, but he's also leading the troops. And after this game especially, I have no doubt Jordan Love is the guy. Ooh, man. Okay. Um, 
I'm still going to be slightly more cautious. I think he is in reality the guy. Like we're not going to move him after the season. We're not going to move on from him. He's going to get all this year and all next year. Um, that is for certain. Guaranteed. Especially after this. This game showed a lot of growth. Um, I'm going to start with some negatives. Okay. There's, there's really only like one that I have. That is, can we just complete that pass down the left sideline to Musgrave? Oh, yeah. It's kind of like a little wheel situation He's there. He's got to have like one miss a game, Luke. He just, he just threw it, but that could have been like a 60-yard touchdown. You know, even Rodgers did that, too. He did, but I was like, ah, we're still leaving some meat on the bones, right? There's still more there, which actually makes me even more excited because I felt, I'm with you, he had good pocket presence, felt that this was a really good game for him, his best game of his career. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like Pittsburgh was pretty good, too. We had the two late picks, but this is this is stacking success, as we it's always talk three about. Three pretty good games in a row for him. That cliche, right. but it's real. It, it really is real. Um, that was really good. He kind of stepped up into the left, scrambled. I thought he was going to take off and run, and then he hit. Who else? Dontavian Wicks, right? Wicker, that was an impressive throw. Going left, kind of threw it back to the right. Um, a little bit of an arm angle thing there. That was really impressive. I thought I thought he had a great game, right? The Slight underthrow to Romeo to win the game, essentially. Ever so slight. I'm just, let me be slightly nitpicky, right? Uh, the re- the reason why I was starting to talk, which is why Luke was reacting to that, <laughs> was because, you know what? Yes, and you're not wrong. But if I can just jump on that in a different tangent, like how many times have we seen Romeo Dobbs have 50-50 balls? And there's there's been a good amount of times where he has brought those down, sometimes not as much. I mean, he's our best 50-50 ball guy at the moment, anyways. Would, would totally agree, but every time he goes up for those, it's been the same sort of thing, though, where he just, of course, you raise your hands to catch the ball, and then it hits your hands, and then it's like you, you flex and you you know squeeze your hands to hold on to it, but that's mm-hmm. it. And then Thank you for describing game, how to catch works. Okay. <laughs> okay, I was going to explain the difference here, smartass. Thank you, though. This game, sir, he pulls the ball down. He pulls the ball away from the defender so he can't slap it out, as we've seen so many times. Yep. That is yep. a high football IQ play and something we haven't seen him done. So, yes, my my stupid explaining how to catch a football while not protecting the ball from the defender sounded stupid. But that little difference was huge for Romeo and honestly was the difference in this game. Yeah, that was an incredibly aggressive catch. I mean, yes. he took that thing. He just that's mine. Pulled it down like, and I loved seeing that. Love seeing that. Um, but back to Jordan, I'm with you. Yeah, he had a phenomenal game. I thought he had a really, really good game. Now this needs to be something that happens much more frequently, right? He hit a lot more of those deep intermediate routes. Even the the touchdown pass to Christian Watson, I thought was really good. Um, that just felt good. That was took, like a that was a, a big really sigh of relief. Was. For everyone. Because that took a lot of time, right? That was the big thing for me on that. Is that was a very long play. Christian's probably not the first read there. You kind of got to wait, 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 wait. Always open, right? Mm-hmm. So that was really good. One thing I would like to see more of, especially this upcoming week, is I want to see us get him a little more involved in the run game. You know, it's funny because I was also watching the Bears-Lions highlights and Justin Fields Ooh, he cooked on the read option. And Jordan Love is no Justin Fields athletically. But he can still make people pay for their sins. He's not a slouch. He's not. I mean, I would definitely be saying more read option this year than with Rodgers. That is for certain. Definitely. But yeah, let let the man move. Even if we're not doing read option, you know I'm always down for a spire too. Why banana? And don't be afraid, Jordan. Just take off, man. And Don't be afraid to take off. I mean... (laughs) Was it against Denver? We keep bringing this up. I was like fourth at eighteen. Yeah, like Jordan win for it. Jordan Love don't give a shit. (laughs) If Jordan Love wants to run, then Jordan Love is gonna run. Like, because you see what it does to defense. You saw what it did to our defense, right? He is he's not the level of athlete that Justin Herbert is. Um, Uh, I'm not saying it's far off. He closer than Justin Fields, but Herbert's got some like he's got long speed that Jordan doesn't have. I just talked about this last week that Jordan. Jordan doesn't have that gear. I know. I still didn't love this conversation. I think he's closer. Th- That's fair. He's closer to Justin Herbert, but I get it's obviously different than Fields. Fields is like Herbert, Lamar Jr. Herbert could have a 60-yard run for a touchdown. Jordan loves getting caught at some point. 
I think Herbert could pull away from a lot of guys and hold them off for a long touchdown so run. So not like a 60-yard one, but now I kind of want to make a bet because that Josiah guy is like basically dead. And so I we're, don't we're care. Another one. That's already free lunch. All right. I'm going to say Jordan Love mm-hmm. will have a north of 20-yard run by the end of the season. Doesn't he already have one of those? I don't care. I'm asking for another one. I'm, I'm gonna have to look now because I need to do some. But why does that? Why does that matter about? You know, because going I think forward? he can get a twenty-yard run. Thirty. Hmm. I'll say thirty. Hmm. Thirty by the end of the season and the playoffs because obviously mm. we're going now. He's already got a thirty-four-yarder. Thirty-five. Hmm. Oh, stop being so prickly. Okay, that's fine. Let's do it. Lunch. Lunch. Is it a bet? Yeah. All right. Sweet. So, do neither of us get lunch if you win? Because I already got my lunch. Or I'm going to get my lunch from Josiah. We never agreed on that, did we? Was yeah, we did. Five bu- <laughs> I, I don't want. I don't want to go there. Anyways, we'll let's talk out. about somebody not named Jordan. Running backs. They're all dead. <laughs> I mean, basically, thankfully, it sounds like Aaron Jones avoided major injury. But did that's... you hear what uh, Aaron Jones said? He. Uh, he said that he was told to stay in the locker room, but then when he heard it was just AJ out there, he's like, I got to be out there with my guy. Oh, <laughs> they're such boys. You know, really are. like you in so many, whether it's backfields or receivers or quarterback rooms, like you have competition, you know, mm-hmm. you wonder how much the guys like really love each other and root for each other. But there is a brotherhood between AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. And, oh, I didn't know that man. And that. You got some tissues in here? Like, you want to, you want to pass them from across the table? Because that gets me, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was really good. That was really good. Um, Aaron Jones is the best. That's why I wouldn't – I think we all feared probably ACL right away. And and could that have been it for him in a Packers uniform? Probably. Probably. And that would have been terrible. Um, AJ Dillon was okay. I've Actually, I thought he looked better than the stats show. Yeah, 14 for 29 doesn't feel right, but he's at least – running like A.J. Dillon should. He's remembered, and I think he has a disease, September amnesia. Okay. It affects one American each year, and A.J. Dillon forgets that he is big, big, and that he should just run people over, and he's not a little ballerina tutu dancer. He is not tutu Adwell, for example. He is not, who is tiny. He is, yeah. Tutu is perfect for him. Good name. Just be yourself. AJ Dillon, as we all should in life, folks, you should all be around people that love you and accept you for who you are. And AJ Dillon is loved and accepted for being the snowplow. Yes. And running people's faces over. Correct. As Marshawn Lynch would say, again and again and again and yep. again and again. He's, just, just you do you. But yeah, even if he isn't putting up great yards, like he is still looking like AJ Dillon, which I know both of us love to see. And I think his best play of the day was like a 20 yard catch out of the backfield. Kind of ran through a guy, made a guy miss. I'm like, hey, there you go. Dude, he's got the hands. That was his most impressive play. Um, I thought Emmanuel Wilson looked pretty good. Three carries, 12 yards. I mean, he was, he was fine. He did have a catch out of the backfield, too, I think, that he got a first down on. Yeah, nine so yards. I had to see him go. Yeah, and no, I thought he showed kind of what we hoped for. He had more juice than A.J. Dillon. That was obvious on screen, right, watching the game. Um, so I'm sad we didn't get to see more of him. Because I would have been very interested to see if if we actually would have given him the football, which is him and AJ this Thursday. Uh, oh, I think that's a given. Well, he had an opportunity earlier in the year, and they, we just didn't give him the football. Yeah, but I feel like we've been more open to experimentation, experimentation, or, and yeah. giving other people chances. I mean, we've been happy with AJ's production, but it felt like when Aaron was Aaron Jones was out originally with his injury that we were kind of like force feeding AJ Dillon. Yeah. Like, okay, AJ Dillon's the only back we have, like we have to get him going. And again, September amnesia. Didn't work. Didn't work. If we're just going to progress along, I mean, I know we talked about the receiver tight end room a lot, but the one thing I did want to point out, well, I guess two things. One, we tried the Luke Musgrave play against the Rams again. Didn't work. So Hilarious. People do watch film. Oh my God, but it, it was shit. Like, yeah, no, it was awful. They had everything, both fakes, and Luke Musgrave, like, mauled by a bear. Other thing was, though, with Luke Musgrave was on the Jaden Reed play. It Such was good block. Him and Malik Heath, they made that play. And what I, I wanted to bring this up, so I'm glad you did. Malik Heath with a great block. Luke Musgrave, his block wasn't awesome. It didn't need to be. It was a super smart block. Because you watch him, right? He's the lead blocker yep. on that play. He's pulling, essentially. And he just ignores the first guy. Right, such a smart play. And the guy he ended up blocking was actually the cornerback that had Jane Reed in man coverage mm-hmm. who came screaming across the play. And when you watch it, as I'm sure you felt this way, 
that guy who had him in man coverage was the only person that had a shot at Jaden Reed on that play. Yeah, it was football IQ because, I mean, we just we talk numbers, we talk schematics, right? Like on a lead block on that sort of sweep play or whatever, there are going to be more defenders mm-hmm. than there are blockers. You're going to have to make choices, and, and it's almost like being an insurance agent because you have to determine risk. You, you have to determine who has the highest chance of hitting yep. my guy, of ruining this play. And Mr. Musgrave, which would be a hell of a name for an insurance agency. Musgrave and Sons. I like it. Musgrave Inc. Musgrave Underwriters. I don't know, but you're welcome, Luke. <laughs> Made the right choice. Made the right read. Good call on your end. Yeah, that was phenomenal, I thought. A really smart play there. It's easy at that point, especially Luke Musgrave is not exactly the world's best blocker. He gives effort, though. He did enough. He, no, no, no. I, he did enough, but he, he's not known as being a blocker, right? So it would not have shocked me if he just took the guy that was right in front of him, right? Yes. That would have been very obvious. Probably wouldn't even be upset with him. You know what I mean? But he was smart enough to realize, no, no way that dude catches Jaden. I'm going to go take the next guy. And definitely Phenomenal. Show, definitely showing the, uh, the better football IQ, even if just physically he is not the best blocker in the world. Yet. I mean, he's never going to be the best, but effort goes a long way. Defense. And this time I didn't skip Jordan Love. I started with him, so can't even throw me there. Yeah, we can go to defense. All right, that was super dramatic. That's my well, I, I was trying to think. I, I really I do want to point out one really good throw from uh, Love to Musgrave. Uh, it was kind of an out route on third down. I thought that was a phenomenal throw. Great catch by Luke. Just past the sticks. Just really well done overall. And the kind of play that we've had a hard time completing when needed. And even the fourth down play where Gilman tackles Musgrave, I was still it was still impressive that we went to Musgrave in that spot. Yeah. And I know he didn't get the first down, but just he caught it on a decently contested ball. Mm-hmm. You'd like to see him be able to run over the dude out of Hawaii, but it was so nice to see the trust in that. Exactly. I'm I don't want to say he completely earned it, but like there's a lot of different outcomes in that play, and I think I would have been pissed if it was a drop. But I was like, Okay, I mean, do you made a play too, right? Like, yeah. you, you sort of have to just understand that reality that sometimes your guys can have a good play and the other team has a good play as well. They get paid too, right? Um, you brought it up a little earlier. I just want to touch on it again, kind of the roles of the receiving, the pass catchers. Let's say pass catchers. That makes it so easier. Weapons, right? mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm completely with you. I think that instead of saying roles, that they all played a good role – we finally started playing to their strengths, I think. Sure. Like, don't make Christian Watson do all the same stuff that Dontavian Wicks does, right? Or Romeo Dubs. Yeah, it's not his strength. Get him, for the love of God, keep running him across the field on those deep climber routes. That, that's what he scored the touchdown on, but I want to see that like four times a week. When they showed that play on the telecast with the mm-hmm. yellow line, I was like, are we back in Dallas? Right. Seriously, because that, exactly, that was exactly the type of the route. Give him something more... Is it longitudinal than latitude? Yeah. Give him something more horizontal where he can use that speed. If it is going to be a longer route, just with the angle, he, it's it's going to sound stupid. Roll your eyes at me, folks. But, like, he looks faster running laterally <laughs> than vertically. And it's it, you have kind of two things going for you, depending on man or, or zone coverage. That play, the touchdown was on zone coverage. Kind of talked about earlier about he just ran through everybody's zones. But as a defender... You still need to have you're playing zone coverage, but you still have to react a little bit, right? But there's also it, it's he's on the right side going across to the left, yeah. and you had shorter routes that are designed correct like to start pulling the either intention or curls. But yeah, yeah, you had people in conflict, and he's so fast he gets through the zones too quick to necessarily react appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved that. That was great. I like that we tried him on one of the end rounds. Didn't do anything, but I liked it. Uh, we've been doing it less to the point where why not send a couple of them because people are yeah, forgetting we do that. Exactly. And all he needs is a little space and he can use that speed. But yeah, use that speed in some creative ways besides just running him straight downfield. Amen. Defense? Okay, defense. All right. I'm going to start with one of my uh, preseason, or not preseason, oops, one of my midseason MVPs or players playing better than we thought. Okay. He continues to defend his title. As the best Carl in my life. Coral Brooks. Only him and Rashawn Gary had a sack today. It was just a, a nice uh, power move. Kind of mm-hmm. a little spin off of the, not a spin, just like a little 
juke off of the right guard. Is it Zion Johnson? Yep. Zion Out Johnson. of Boston College a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Just beautiful play. Uh, he continues to be a flasher. He has, I believe that's his third or fourth sack this season. Mm-hmm. He's which, got a couple other impact plays that for, aren't sacks. Sixth, seventh round pick yeah. is insane. So good for you, Carl Brooks. Happy to see you keep on developing. Jonathan Owens, you are not it. Um, no, he your... had a couple good games previously, I felt, or at least like solid enough, but this one was rough. He's like a tackle magnet where he doesn't necessarily make them, but like we keep saying, he always keeps on showing up, but Correct. then there was that tackle. The attempted tackle on, on uh, Stone Smart. Stone Smart, yeah. I was like, Mike, what is that name? Like, that's not real. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, you you, didn't, you never you haven't played Madden yet, but one of the, you'll understand. One of the Justice Mosqueda actually mentioned on uh, yes. one of the podcasts, right? That that's, the, that's a Madden franchise oh, name. Oh, it totally is. Yeah, good for you, Justice. Madden-generated name. So then your DMs, you didn't respond, but uh, you probably should <laughs> because this is a wonderful show, too. But I'll, I'll give you credit for a Madden shout-out. Uh, yeah, he... Um, when it's when it's an open field tackle and it's just him, not great. This isn't too out of touch. I, mean, I know you probably get some gymnastics vibes from your wife Simone, which is great, but like it's a little different, buddy. Which is you weird. Tackle someone. Which is weird because uh, last year, kind of when we signed him, one of the big stats that came out is he had like the lowest missed tackle percentage in the league or something. And he had like 130 tackles playing on yeah. the Texans, which I know mm-hmm. he's a safety playing on the Texans, so not saying a whole lot. But, but you still, still have to make those tackles. Correct, and he did. He did. But uh, yeah, not not great game out of him, and this might be a hot take, but you know who's good at making tackles in the open field? In the limited time that we've seen him, who you know, I, I got you, some options. You know, Anthony Johnson. Anthony Johnson was wonderful. I have no issues with Anthony Johnson, but until Darnell Savage comes back, there's someone else you could plug in there, and the options are limited because Down Levitt is now leaving himself on the couch on Sundays. Yeah, because so he pissed off LaFleur on the open kickoff. He did, as he should. I didn't see him shove the ref. I just heard about it. Dumbass. Yeah. Dumb. How can you be so stupid? So, Down, you literally, you've been in the league for like 10 years. When I play special teams, like, if there's an issue with the rules, you should probably know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, am I insane to think we should put insane in? Maybe see yes, what he you can are. do? Yes, you are. You're 100% uh, insane. I don't know. I don't know. You're 100% insane. He's got a little power. He's got some speed. I'm, he's got a lot of speed. Dude was... Dude's an athlete. Dude's an athlete. I mean, and, I want to say he he ran like four three or something like that. Like he he's he's got some juice. He bonsai's down the field, and that was a phenomenal, very important punt when he got his tackle. By the way, because we were backed up, could have gave him great field position. Our boy Daniel Whelan just bombed it. Then Zane down there to make the tackle. It was that was a kind of a a small but very large play. Whether it's Zane Anderson, which probably not. Or Darnell Savage is now returned to practice, so I don't know when he's going to be back. Rudy Ford was limited on Monday as well. Oh, we'll get in. We'll get into the injury report I have. Well, we're, up, we're at 42 minutes, so we should probably start the injury I'm, report well, soon. Well, I'm going to talk about Anthony Johnson for a second, okay? Oh, well, I understand that. I'm just saying that the injury report is <laughs> literally longer than the Oregon Trail. So oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. So it's, it's long. One play starts me about Anthony Johnson. Okay. And that was... Anthony Johnson Jr. It's not getting confused. Anthony, Anthony Johnson Jr. AJJ. One play stood out to me. Um, it was one of the drops by the the Chargers. Kind of came across his face a little bit in the end zone, dropped the ball, whatever. But Anthony Johnson popped him, just laid the wood on the dude. Hit stick. Right? And that was one question I had about Anthony Johnson. Did not, don't really question his coverage skills. Right? Not saying he's awesome. He's the next coming of Ed Reed. But I feel good about his coverage skills. This dude played corner until his senior year at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. So I was a little curious about, is, is he going to bring some pop? Is he going to be able to tackle? So him laying the wood on a completely meaningless, incomplete pass makes me happy because you need to be able to do that if someone's coming across the middle on you as a safety. I'm not sure if that was the play. And honestly, I should have written it down. I I used to take notes during the games for stuff during the show, and then I, I think I thought about it on Sunday and was just distracted by something with the family, but... I do remember having the thought after one of his plays, the distinct thought that my I know was going to be, I know that Anthony Johnson Jr. is a Packer based on just something he did. I don't, I don't know if it was coming up for a gang tackle or celebrating for one of his boys, but like, you were right, Luke. You were you were totally right on Wicks. You were right on Anthony Johnson Jr. He's got the green light. He, he looks good in green. There you go. Yeah, toot your horn. Be happy. 
I was right on Carl Brooks. Yeah, this was a good draft class for me. I I feel pretty good about it. But, yeah, I'm not saying that he's going to be Nick Collins, right? But he doesn't look lost out there. And when you're starting a seventh-round safety who's only played safety for a year in his life, you don't know what's going to happen, right? I don't think we could realistically expect this outcome, much less a better one. Like, I'm very pleased with what we've seen out of him. I I mean, it's different. Like you said, seventh-round safety. This isn't like Jonathan Owens being ticky-tacky. And it's funny because now we have – like Ben Johnson, the Lions offense, and teams are going to play until we have Savage yep. or Ford back. Yep. Who are they going to throw at? They're going to throw at Jonathan Owens. Mm-hmm. They don't want no AJJ. Uh-uh. They see he's got that 36, that smoke visor. Guess what, Lucas? They don't want that smoke. They don't. They don't want it, baby. No one wants it. <laughs> Packers win. Uh, does a lot of things for our mental health. It's great. It's great. It is great. Um, are we, real quick, are we worried about Anders yet? Oh, that was another one I had. I had a lot of a potential. I think and I know is mad. I've been thinking about the show a lot. Apparently, uh, I I I don't I don't know if we're worried about Anders. I would just say that my definite piece that I had is gone. I'm not to the point of worry, okay. but I'm not to the point of like I'm not at the point like oh he's good. Like he might miss Gabriel once in a while because it's been increasing lately. We'll Correct. see if it's a streak. But yeah, I mean the the one he had was a real knuckleball, and I was like, Anders, like what? That fifty-two yarder off to the right. Yeah. What in the kingdom was that, Anders? Come on, man. Yeah, that was that was a little rough. Um, I'm with you. The fact that it's increasing, I don't love. Um, I think that the only good thing is that they don't seem to really come in bunches. Like if you miss an extra point, you miss a field goal. At that point. I'm worried that we're going to have one of those, and it's not just Mason, but one of those Mason Crosby games where he just like literally misses everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the Bengals game Correct. a few years back. Oh. He had a couple a couple years before that. And he's not – every kicker has that, but like one of those games where the dude just like, okay, you went one for four. And it was the first one you made. Correct. Like yeah. he didn't – it wasn't a snowball situation there. So, uh, Not a snowball, but – it wasn't good. I mean, it wasn't wasn't like a snowball like for a snowman, you know? It wasn't one of those three balls, but it could have been a snowball that you throw at my face because yeah. he did miss two. He did. I think there four were two, points could have been two pretty in a important. Row. Yeah, if they didn't charge with themselves, we honestly like probably should have lost this game. Yeah, because Quint Johnston just dropped a wide open. Keenan Allen had two drops. There was a drop on fourth down. Sir, the sun with the deflection. I understand, but we're not paying the sun. Apparently we don't have to as a Packer fan. Appreciate him. <laughs> appreciate him okay uh, so you want to go on to the lines we'll talk a little injuries and then go over uh some of their good players talk a plan yeah let's do it so the lions kind of shot themselves in the foot looking a little packer-esque in the first quarter against the bears i believe goff threw a total of three picks yeah they they were were all hilariously bad they were stupid like tyreek stevenson got his first pick and like that's not a pick that's a christmas present and then so did TJ Edwards and my boy from Buffalo, Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. God bless. Happy you're back, but gross in a Bears uniform. They were all just terrible interceptions. It was like David Tyree, 27 or uh, 2007 curl route where he turns and then the ball is thrown. You know, like yeah. he turns and he plants his feet, takes a little nap, calls his mom, and then the ball is thrown. It's, they're, they're all easy picks, especially yep. the one to um, the one to Stevenson, I think was on a curl and it was an overthrow. Like, Jared Goff is is not the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, but he is someone that I would anticipate would not be making throws like that, especially at this no. point in how he's looked this season. Yep, he's not a world beater, but I mean he will dice you up. the The Jared Goff memes I think are a little unfair at this point. Yeah, no, he's a he's a good quarterback now, no doubt about it. All right, do you want to hear about our uh, injury report? We don't we don't usually have two beers in the show, and I probably can't go get another one. So I guess I'll just do it with Devin Courage instead. Go for it. Okay, <clears throat> let's start with the lines. How about that? It's gonna be much shorter. Let's start with the lines. Isaiah Bugs illness full like, participant on Monday. Kind of like him. Good for him. Uh, Jonah Jackson wrist did not practice guard. Okay, he's one of their better linemen. Alabama. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, we got oh god, Afiatu Melifanu. 6-3 free safety out of Syracuse. Kind of like a freak guy. Love him. Full participant. Okay. Um, but honestly, he's like one of their backups now, especially yeah, he doesn't Ryan actually Ranch, go Kirby Joseph. Uh, Frank Ragnow, full participant. So they had three full participants. Uh, one did not practice. So yeah. that's useless information. Yeah, boo-hoo for them. 
Ours is gonna be a little different, folks. Are you ready? <clears throat> I if if you're at home, now would be a great time. Get a little get a little something to drink, get a little snack. It's kind of a long list. Sit down, yeah. get a blanket, a little chilly out. So we got Jair, limited participant. Improvement. Okay. Corey Ballantyne. Yikes. Limited participant. Never thought I'd say that. Also, uh, we didn't talk about it, but shout out Ballantyne. Like he's not an awesome corner, but he didn't look awful. And that's all that I'm I'm praying for at this point. I think you missed out his name. It's Ballantyne. Okay. We're going to keep going. Devondre did not practice because we can never have Devondre and Quay on the field at the same time for a full game. Nope. Hello, Isaiah McStuffie. Oh, McStuffie stuffing Halloween. Oh, uh, Halloween. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Holy shit. Isaiah McStuffie. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, I forgot to bring up the one thing that I, was, I wanted to bring up more than anything else in this whole episode. Don't do it. Quay. Okay. You don't think much about it, right? Our run defense is terrible. Austin Eckler had a couple good plays. You know what he didn't do? Hmm. Anything in the passing game. Austin oh, Eckler. Austin he had Eckler. two catches for six yards. That's Quay. not Austin Eckler. Quay on him? Quay was on him like every single play oh, thank almost. Thank God we finally used him in the right way. And Quay started doing some spy at the end of the game too. So Quay didn't have like an awesome game stat-wise or impact-wise. But he essentially took away Austin Eckler in the pass game. Every single check down, everything. Quay was right there. Um, unless it was like a very obvious zone situation. And then he played spy at the end on Herbert because Herbert kind of goes with his legs on a couple plays. So that was cool. I, I really liked what we did there. <clears throat> okay, back to Devondre. Nope. Kenny Clark, Clint to participate. Josiah did not practice. Who? Right? A.J. Dillon, limited. Rudy Ford, limited. Rashawn Gary, limited. Well, he was limited before the shoulder. I think he's, I mean, I think he should play. Probably. Jenkins, limited. Aaron Jones did not practice. Musgrave did not practice. What That's is Musgrave out with? Abdomen. He got hurt at some point in the game. You, you can see him reach for it. Keyshawn oh. Nixon, limited. I mean, Kraft and Sims, the law firm. Can we talk about how Valentine is the only healthy cornerback who's seen a field so far that's not on this injury report? Did Roro hurt himself when he slowed up last week? Is he the only corner that we have? Like, I'm, I'm being legitimate asking that. Yes, because, yeah, the... Caillou Blue, Caillou Blue was not activated or anything. So. We, well, we might see Caillou Blue. We're going to see somebody. Dude, wasn't he like a second round pick? Like, yeah, he was like an actual. What is he? He was fifth round pick this year. That's it. I fifth round it was pick higher. No, but fifth round pick this year. Yeah, so how did he die so fast? I don't know. What did he do? I don't know. Savage limited. That's good. That's very good. Oh, 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 oh. If Savage is back, I just with the Nixon being out and all the injuries, I was like, what are we gonna do a corner? Savage slot. Thank you. That was my excitement. Continue. Christian Watson limited. Okay. Dontavian Wicks. Concussion. Practice. He's concussed. Oh, There's no heavens. way he's playing Thursday. No, don't say that. Well, don't he say that. he's not gonna be able to clear concussion protocol. Don't he's not gonna that. play Thursday. I understand that, but don't say that. So and then Emmanuel Wilson players. did not practice. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen players. That does not include IR. If I didn't have to be at Baker Square in the morning at like eight thirty, I'd think about, you know, playing a receiver. I could be Ben Skoranek. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. For sure. I wouldn't catch anything, but it'd be fine. <laughs> That's not good. No, especially because I was feeling like pretty pretty okay coming into this game. Like weird things happen on Thursdays, especially like Thanksgiving. Like weird stuff happens. The it's a Thursday morning game. They didn't look awesome. We maybe we got a little bit of confidence. The only good thing we about the injury. We just may not have a secondary or a wide receiver. Whoa, 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 I know, but the only good thing about the injury report, I'm serious. Campbell can't go. Who's playing? McStuffy. McStuffy. What day is Thursday? Stuffing day. Ooh. And actually, he may not be off. Ugh, Gibbs out of the backfield could be a problem. But this they're a pretty run-heavy team, right? But with Montgomery and Gibbs, they have two phenomenal running backs. Um, not a bad day for McStuffy to be there. The Chargers was a bad look for him. That was not a good matchup for him at all. Isaiah McStuffy, either... One tackle for a loss or one forced fumble. If Campbell doesn't go, you heard it here first. I love that. Who scares you on the lines? I mean, my fantasy boy, Jameer Gibbs. My, my team is 2-8, and eight, but he's finally coming alive, <laughs> right? True. I'm not that dumb. Jameer he's Gibbs scary. Is yeah. I mean, you know where I'm going. I could say the sun god, and he does, but where do you he's think? He's terrifying. Where am I going? 
You're going to go to uh, my draft crush. You did not bring him up in the pre-draft. I did. So, But I'll let you have your moment. Because where is he from? Iowa. Where do you go to school? Iowa. You could have also said tight end you, sir, because that's what we are at the University of Iowa Hawkeyes. I'm the guy that said I wanted him over Dalton Kincaid. So, Which I understand is perfectly fine. Dalton Kincaid is also currently helping the Buffalo Bills circle the wagons. He's on I my fantasy team. That. He's doing great. He's on my team in another league, so you can just stay in your lane there, sir. But yes, Sam Laporta, scary. Jameer Gibbs, honestly, even hard knock star Craig Reynolds. Yeah, there's no reason he should touch a football, but yeah, if he does, he's good. But, I mean, even dudes like Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds, like those are, the- those are dudes that somehow score touchdown against us and break our hearts. I know, but you want to know the good news? Hmm. There's no Marvin Jones to hurt There us. is no Marvin Jones. Because he would have a career day every single time we played him. Yeah, but I feel like when he would do that, he was actually like in his prime of being a you know fifty, sixty. That's true. Catches per season, seven hundred yards. Like he, he, it wasn't like the Khalif Raymond effect. No, you're right. He would just have two hundred of that seven hundred against us. Correct. In one game. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, Sam Laporta scares me a little bit. Jameson Williams, not too worried about realistically. He's still trying to get back into form. Yeah, it, it, he never really had form last year either. He's he was kind of for a while on the outside looking in, and that group it was, isn't he a burner though, Luke? I mean, I think he, you yeah, should no, probably, he's a he's an absolute burner. But I think you should probably show more respect because now I'm feeling that he's going to go off after what you just said. He might, but if he beats us and we contain Amon Ra, David Montgomery, and Jameer Gibbs, so be it, man. You know. Also, David Montgomery plays us really well. Hard dude to get down, dude. I told you, and yeah, when we can't tackle problem i told you that honestly like this has never happened to me before where i think i actually started liking a player or appreciating his game after we played the packers but like after david montgomery ran down our throat i was like all right like he's actually kind of good like i respect his game i wasn't happy about it but just the physicality and all like the elusiveness the one cut that i saw out of him i was like okay kid i see you i see you man when he came out of uh, Iowa State, that was his big thing. He led the FBS in broken tackles like two years in a row, something like that. So, and it's his thing. It's his jam. Aiden Hutchinson, problem. He was last. Time. I even think Isaiah Bugs, like the rotational defensive tackle, does good stuff yeah. against us. Alan McNeil is an underrated dude. You got Rodrigo, Alex Anzalone. Like, I love, mean, love me some Anzalone and Jack Campbell as Al- your backers. That's pretty solid. Alex Anzalone is. He looks like someone from Three Hundred. He does. Because he's ripped. He's got the hair. Or like maybe he's defending Gondor in Lord of the Rings. Ooh, that's probably a little better. I, yeah. like, I like that comp. Yeah. But dude, I mean, you... <laughs> I like that comp. <laughs> teams teams will like, you know, you always try to scheme up your running back uh, to, to go on a route against man coverage. And and then it's like Alex Anzalone and like Alvin Kamara or someone. And, and he'll have pass breakups. Like he's not... Yeah. He is a very good cover linebacker, but also like he will Urukai tackle you. It, let's just let's just think about what you just said for a second, right? You want to scheme your running back up against the linebackers because you have an athletic advantage. Not with Anzalone, you don't. What with Aaron Jones, we do, right? Well, if we had him, correct. Our running backs, our entire running back room is less athletic than Alex Anzalone and Jack Campbell. Sorry for hitting the mic, folks. My bad. None of our running backs are as athletic as those two, because they're both kind of freaky. This this is true. However, if you if we go back to the Vikings podcast, okay, from last year, yeah, I mentioned the folk hero that is Patrick Taylor, and uh-huh. and folk heroes, they're never the most intimidating figures, right? They're never the most gifted. They're never the most strong. The most you really put a lot most, on Patrick Taylor. Whatever we can do here, but what if Patrick Taylor can use his heart? And out muscle Alex Anzalone. I could see it. I think the keys to this game are Patrick Taylor and Isaiah McStuffie. Also, Patrick Taylor sounds like a great name for a pilgrim. <laughs> the Thanksgiving him and, vibes. Him and Ellis Merriweather going out. Uh, their secondary, they have Brian Branch, who a lot of people wanted us to take. <laughs> Alabama. Uh, I believe they took uh, with our pick, actually, but we ended up turning that Jane Reed. So mm. and Dontavian Wicks. So that worked out all right. They kind of good. <laughs> Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, I feel like their secondary balls out versus us every time. Like Kirby Joseph, not an awesome safety. He is against us. Except right? in the Texans franchise. That's true. Thought it was stupid. Anyways, that Jerry Jacobs Jerk. only seems to play well against us. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens there. But Jerry Jacobs sounds like a basketball player from the 80s. Like he's he not does. real except he when does. he plays us. 
the Lions, very good team, not an awesome defense. So I don't know if we can keep up, but that's our only hope. Who's the other edge rusher across from? John Kaminsky. Or Charles Harris? Nope, John Kaminsky. Is Charles Harris out? He's third string. I, okay, maybe. But like he, I think, always goes off. But yes, John Kaminsky. It's like white dude, but not Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, it's it's Kaminsky. Yeah, the thicker one. Mm-hmm. A little chunkier. Probably more of a power rusher. Yeah. If that's sizest, my apologies. But it, it's got to be true. He's not a finesse rusher. I don't know, man. People think that Devontae White's more of a finesse rusher. Uh, Well, compared to other people. I mean, he's got that speed, though. <sighs> Devontae, I, Devontae White, this would be another good game for you to you know really make me proud of you. Because he didn't this game. He hasn't done anything. He's had a few good moments this season. But, yes, I would like to see more development. You know, help out Isaiah, please. Somebody needs to. Okay. It's going to be interesting. Everybody have a happy turkey day. Hopefully you get to enjoy a Packers win. Oh, we're not going out here just that easily. Oh, no. That's it. We got more? Oh, no. I just I just wanted to give, you know, a little Devin Hartfelt message okay. that, you know, we're very thankful for the show. Um, yeah. I don't know. Have we talked about before that we've actually interacted with some of our fans, which I didn't think was possible. Like when Luke and I started the show, we were just we had been going to lunch what like once a week mm-hmm. at a Chick-fil-A or Panda or whatever. And we would talk for like three minutes about life. And then we would just talk Packers the whole time. And in COVID, we couldn't do that. And afterwards, we decided, hey, you know, let's actually do this. So now in our in our pre mic talks, we talk about life for three minutes. Then we talk Packers the rest of the time. Correct. And we didn't really give a shit about followers or listens. And we just wanted to do what we did. And. We thought that maybe one day we'd have randoms that actually people that we aren't related to, yeah, yeah, or you know through word of mouth, and and we've gotten there. And I know I I speak for both of us, but I'm the much more emotional one than Luke. That mm-hmm. we're incredibly proud and incredibly thankful. So I hope that everyone has a wonderful day with their family. I hope things are going well, and uh, and we will be here as we push for that seventh playoff spot because, damn it, love wins. That's that was beautiful, Devin. Thank you for that. I try. But until next time. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.